0: You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movie Grouch and Fanboy Podcast. My name is Bex, and I am a big old movie grouch, and here to keep you in check. Always looking gorgeous today, everybody. It's our resident fanboy. It's Blake.
1: Hello. Thanks Hello. for the compliment. That's okay. You, very do look,
0: you do look very handsome.
1: Really, I'm just I'm just in my tracksuit stuff because I've just had a shower after finishing work.
0: I know, but still, you can look handsome in that.
1: I feel like a s- scrub, but okay. A scrub. Yeah. We don't want no scrubs. We don't want no scrubs. <laughs> scrub's the type of guy. Don't want no. I don't know the song very well at all.
0: Really? That's not clear at all. No. This is the podcast where we watch a film that I have avoided seeing for very stupid reasons. Uh, We have a watch of the movie and then we have a little chat about it and uh, we find out whether my preconceived ideas are valid or whether they're just a big bag of shite. Okay, so uh, before we get stuck into the movie that we watched this week, we're going to have a little chat about uh, anything that we've been watching what have you been watching? Mr. Boy.
1: Mr. Boy. <laughs> Mr. Boy. Mr. Boy. Fanboy. Um, well, what have I been watching? That's a very good question. This week's been quite busy, so I haven't watched a lot. Obviously we watched a film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I totally frowned then, because I was like, really? What film um, did we watch?
1: And we've watched a few, a few more episodes of The Crown. Yes. So good. We've just finished series two. Series two.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm really pumped for series three. I listened to a Louis through podcast episode interview with helena bonham carter and i think she plays queen margaret now Oh um, uh, yeah uh, prince margaret yes princess, princess margaret <laughs> one of them yeah <laughs> of, we're on to the, the slightly
1: older stage so we've got mm. um oliva coleman as, queen. as the queen i'm so excited she's one of yeah. my favorite actresses she's phenomenal yeah. um i don't know who takes over as philip though
0: oh I don't know either I kind of want Matt Smith to stay I'm really yeah, I'm really worried brilliant. about missing Matt Smith yeah
1: it's it's really good but no just that really not being not not really done a lot it's been quite a busy week for us both so we've only watched a few episodes of the crown and that's it really
0: yeah we're also um a little bit giddy I feel a little bit giddy do you feel giddy
1: yeah a little bit
0: do you want to tell everybody why we feel giddy
1: we're getting a dog tomorrow.
0: Yeah, we? we are. So, third member of so, the yeah. crew is going to be Ozzy Oswald. Oswald. Sorry, Oswald, his uh, or Aussie. Crown Prince Oswald. Crown Prince Oswald. Um, Yeah, so we go pick him up tomorrow. So, it's a bit kind of, cra- it's just crazy. Well, we're,
1: we should say that we're recording this on Saturday, the 5th yep. of December. Yes. By the time this is out, we would have had him for a, a week and a half. Yep. But yeah, we pick, up, we pick him up tomorrow, our time. When you're our listening time. to us in the future, we would have already had
0: him. So this is not a treat for future us, is it? It's a treat for
1: future future listeners. Listeners, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. What was so I going to say? Have you watched
1: anything else? World no, World the, only only thing,
0: the only other thing that we've watched really has been the um, puppy programme. Hmm. So that yeah, yeah I suppose that counts, that, doesn't but, it? Um, but that was more education than entertainment, it. really. Yeah, isn't
1: it cool? Yeah. Okay, so weird. that's
0: so that's it, really. Are you going to introduce this week's? Movie? Yeah. So
1: this week, went back.
0: Well, no, it's not this week. It's this episode. This
1: episode went back to Boys in the Hood.
0: Yeah, we did. Yeah. Give me some information about Boys in the Hood.
1: So what, in what what do you mean information? That's well, your you, bit. You do a synopsis, don't you?
0: I do a synopsis, but you do your schools first, don't you? Well am yeah. I doing the synopsis?
1: Well, I don't mind. What do you want to do? Do you want to do synopsis and? School? Should I do schools first? No,
0: what, let's do the synopsis first. Then. Yeah, are you sure. so Boys in the Hood follows the lives of three young males living in the Crenshaw ghetto of Los Angeles, dissecting questions of race, relationships, violence, and future prospects. Cool.
1: Is HD. that it? That's it. Short and okay. sweet. Okay. Wicked. Cool. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I do some reviews, don't I, from Genius. IMDb and stuff. And yeah, uh, you do. on IMDb, it's 7.8 out of 10. Okay. So, fairly high. That's um, lower
0: than North by
1: Northwest, isn't it? Yes, it is, it. is there than North by Northwest. On Rotten Tomatoes, critic score of 96% and a fan score of 93%. So, really high on that. Yeah. New thing, obviously, is I find a fan written review that somewhat made me laugh or I find comical now this is quite a difficult one because it's quite a serious film that actually has a lot of love yeah um across the board because um, it's obviously quite heavy content but the reason I like this review it's because it's as if I wrote it and being dyslexic it has no punctuation <laughs> so it literally says so I gave this a try and Cuba Gooding Cuba Gooding Jr. was good in this movie I thought but I have seen him in better movies. That was wow. the review. I could have written that. That could have easily been me. Yeah, could have. He's, he, I was just like, that's someone after my own heart. <laughs> that was that's the review. That can I, I, found I that made me chuckle?
0: Can I hop in there? Because I have also found something on imdb which i am loving okay and it's the parents guide oh right okay So each movie on imdb has like a parents guide yeah and it's like split down into sections and obviously boys in the hood deals with a lot of um quite graphic and quite adult topics but it's the profanity section that makes me laugh okay so they've marked this movie as severe and according to imdb there are 138 uses of fuck 61 are paired with mother 109 uses of shit 2 paired with bull 49 uses of ass 36 uses of bitch 1 paired with son of (laughs) a is that actually how it's written? yeah wow 36 uses of damn 4 paired with god this I think is my favourite 8 uses of hoe 1 is displayed on licence plate reading King Ho. <laughs> Six uses of hell. Six uses of dick. I mean that could go either way really. That yeah, that entry. yeah, you
1: want to be careful with that.
0: Yeah. I d I don't I think they need to phrase it a bit yeah, better. They definitely do. Two uses of titty. I fucking hate that word. Fucking hate that word.
1: Wow. That's quite an extreme it breakdown. Is.
0: But I mean they do say pervasive language throughout the movie to fit in with the times and actions. Of the people around LA. So.
1: Yeah, what are you expecting? I just
0: have never noticed that section before. Sex and nudity was also pretty hilarious.
1: You do see a baby.
0: In another scene, we see two people kiss passionately. Female breasts and thighs are visible. Very sensual. I fucking hate the word (laughs) sensual. I know, it's horrible, isn't it? makes you feel sick.
1: Oh, that's incredible. Thank you for that. It's all right. Right, go (laughs) for (laughs) it. Shake that out of my brain that we just heard all of that. Whoa, move on. What stopped you from seeing this movie in the past?
0: This section has really given me some grief. I'm going to say from the outset that this movie has really made me think about what I watch and why I watch it. Which we'll probably talk about a bit later on. If I'm being honest, it it didn't appeal to me at all. Um, From the outset, I'm not the film's target audience. And that's something that I'll come back to later. Okay.
1: So... In follow up, what were your preconceived ideas of this movie, and the, if you had any?
0: Yeah, I did, but this section also gave me some grief as well. Okay. So I checked out. When did we watch it? Wednes. No, no, Thursday. Thursday, Thursday night. It. So I checked it out on Wednesday. So I thought it was going to be set in a ghetto or quite a deprived area with a lot of um, issues. That there would be um themes of gang violence, drug use, and and just sort of life in the ghetto. And then I sat there and I thought, well, am I am I thinking that because that's genuinely what I think, or am I being swayed by storylines and things that we know or issues that are present in some areas in America? So I had to check the storyline. okay, and actually, I kind of read through the story, and I was really looking forward to watching it because I thought actually from from the storyline and the things that I read it seemed like it had a little bit more to it than just violence and
1: glorification
0: yeah and kind of that that kind of gang it had a little bit more to it than the 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 gang culture
1: opening scenes setup of the story
0: okay well I'm gonna uh take it from here yeah We have tried to streamline this section a little bit more.
1: Yeah, we always feel we get a bit of kilter. So we had a bit of a yeah, chat, didn't we? And
0: we did. So I would actually say the film's got kind of two acts rather than one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, rather than three. So
1: how you so so what do you want to do then? Just two parts for this.
0: Um,
1: so should we just go opening scene, set up middle, middle to I'll end? Just,
0: we'll talk about talk about the storyline. Right. So the film opens uh, in LA. It's 1984, and we meet 10 year old Trey Styles, who is living with his mum, Reva in L.A. So he gets into a fight at school and we find out that he made a contract with his mum which said if he got into trouble again he would have to go and live with his dad. Jason Furious Styles who lives in Crenshaw in L.A. So Trey moves to, or move in, uh, Trey goes to move in with his dad and reunites with his friends Darren Doughboy Baker, Doughboy's half-brother Ricky and Chris who is their mutual friend. Trey settles into living with his dad um one night they're burgled furious shoots or tries to shoot the burglar he misses um, and shoots through the door two cops arrive to take a statement and the cop who happens to be black shows hostility uh towards furious while trey watches and they have quite an intense um exchange so they then kind of see like a few childhood experiences and 1984 um or that that's that part of trey's life where he's living with his dad. 1984 ends with seeing Doughboy and Chris being arrested for shoplifting. So then we move on to 1991 and that scene opens um, at a barbecue. We find out that Doughboy has joined the Crips and just recently been released from jail. Uh, Ricky has a child with his girlfriend Shanice and is hoping to get a to college on a football scholarship and Chris is in a wheelchair as a result of a gunshot wound. Trey is hoping to go to college uh, with his girlfriend Brandy and he seems quite responsible he's got a job uh, and he's working hard Mm -hmm. so during a street racing gathering Ricky is bumped by Ferris who's a member of the Bloods gang they have an altercation and that leads to Doughboy brandishing a handgun. A few moments later Ferris fires off a submachine gun and everybody panics and flees. As Trey and Ricky are fleeing from the scene they then get pulled over and it's the two cops that attended Furious's uh, attempted burglary at the beginning of the film and again bad cop intimidates Trey and puts a gun to him. When the altercation is over Trey makes it clear that he wants to leave LA just to get out of there uh, and he ends up at Brandy's house and they have sex. So the next day Ricky and Doughboy get into a fight Ricky and Trey leave to go to a store and they see the Bloods driving about on their way to the shop. That makes it sound like they're going down the (laughs) Um, co-op. So they flee from them uh, through back alleys and they decide to split up to try and kind of get away. The Bloods catch up to Ricky, who turns to run and the Bloods shoot him to death. Joe Boy and the rest of the crew catch up to Ricky and to Trey but they're too late and they all carry Ricky home. And it's quite an emotional scene as um, Ricky's mum Brenda and Shanice break down and Shanice has got the baby with her. So the boys vow vengeance on the Bloods. Trey joins them but has a change of heart and goes home. Doughboy finds the Bloods and murders them. Doughboy visits Trey the next day and he says that he understands why he wanted out of the car. His mum has disowned him and he says he's got no family left. At which point Trey tells him that he's got one brother left. So that's essentially a that's film.
1: film. Yeah, essentially the end of the there film, There is yeah. an
0: epilogue, and we find out that um, the next day they bury Ricky and that Doughboy was murdered two weeks later. Yeah. And Trey and Brandy are studying at their respective colleges. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really know. No, that's fair. I mean, it's quite a like succinct
1: this. story, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it kind of seems like it's very much two halves mm. for me. You've got like the 1984 stuff... And then the 1991. Yeah,
1: you've got when they are young kids. Yeah. And then you've got when they are young adults. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. For sure, I would agree that it is effectively two acts.
0: It, it's in this film. I thought the opening scenes were really evocative, and actual fact, the whole film seemed really evocative it captured I don't know there was a realism there for me which is ridiculous no I don't like that no I think that's fair because
1: this I think this is highly regarded as the most accurate portrayal of that time and that life okay this isn't so what makes this film so special for me is it doesn't glorify anything at the heart of this story it's about relationships Mm. the outside world the peripheral stuff just happens to be the environment they are in. Yeah. So for me, the what's really so good is the relationship between Trey and his father from from the offset I think that yeah really I think that really stands out in this movie
0: yeah I think yeah those those opening scenes are really like the t- the little time that I've spent in America I could kind of like smell you know when you see like it's it's hot and people are out in their front gardens you can kind of like smell you know what that smell or I knew what that smell would be yeah and I just think it really it kind of really established the characters really well um it really established parents. Approach to trying to bring up Trey, yeah, um, in a a situation where they're separated, there was like a an undercurrent of s- not sadness but tension there because mm-hmm. you you kind of you know really early on the the kids are going on their way to school and they stumble across the scene of a shooting and they're finding kind of newspaper with blood on it, so you know that these kids are growing up in an area where stuff's happening that's really pretty heavy duty. Yeah, You kind of get that that sense of unease of like, actually Trey seems to have quite a happy life with his mum. We learn that his mum's studying for her masters and I think she's, she's trying Working to become a lawyer. Well. Uh,
1: yeah, I believe I'm not, so.
0: can't remember that rings a bell for some reason. But you can see that she's trying to really better her situation. Yeah. Obviously, to provide for Trey. Mm -hmm. So you get the impression that he's got quite a happy home life. Mm -hmm. And then all this stuff is kind of going on, this this stuff that is bigger than him. Mm. And that perhaps a kid wouldn't necessarily understand is kind of going on around them. I wasn't sure how I felt about Furious. When you first meet him because mm-hmm. he's quite a formidable character and he gets um Trey to kind of like rake up the leaves and you see straight like, away as well. Yeah, like he's at he the car, he's like, Right, yeah.
1: crack on like he has a chat like. with his
0: mates and then he's like, Right, these re- these leaves need yeah. raking. Yeah. Um so he kind of is quite quite strict with him from the get-go Yes. but he rakes the leaves and then um, Trey is kind of saying like well what do you do around here and he said oh it's it's my job to make the money to pay the bills and put food down for you to eat and then
1: he goes well I ain't got no bills to pay (laughs) like a little cheeky way didn't it yeah
0: so yeah I thought it set everything up really well obviously you've got um, moments where Reva is kind of talking to Trey and kind of saying like I don't want you to end up like stealing or in prison. Yeah. So you kind of know that 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 is a potential kind of story for some people growing up in that area. That that's obviously something that they're worried about. Yeah. Um, sort of trying to keep people uh, kids on the straight and narrow and things like that. There was a scene where the the four of them go off they're walking on train tracks. I can't remember where they're going, but the four of them, you've got Chris, Ricky, Trey and Doughboy, and they're all kind of walking along train tracks. And you can see their backs. Yep. and then one of them talks about going to see a dead body. Yeah, oh, or I know where a dead body is. And that I said to you, I was like, "Was oh, that a nod to Stand By Me?" Because it felt very. Yeah,
1: I couldn't. I I couldn't. I can't tell. I think Stand By Me came out in eighty four. Mm. I think off the top of my head. Yeah, but that's but what she... they.
0: That's what they were going to go and find, wasn't it? A yeah, so the whole the, yeah. The...
1: Stand By Me is like is the search to see a dead body. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite films ever. I love Stand By Me. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah so yeah it might be a little nod to that Mm. that line for sure
0: the bit where i kind of changed my mind about furious was the way that he dealt with the the hostile interaction from the cop okay because actually it, it was obviously a really difficult situation to be in and the cop was really really hostile with him but actually the response that he gave was really eloquent and really intelligent I'm really clever yeah and i just kind of thought like oh here's a guy who's obviously seen a bit of life he understands how things work he knows what he's talking about and he knows what he's seeing um and i was sort of like right at that point i thought it was quite clever because you kind of seen him you turn up and he's in a vest and sweats on his front lawn you know the front yard looks a mess because there's leaves everywhere and you kind of draw conclusions like oh okay so he's just going to turn out to be another deadbeat dad mm. And then actually, when you have that conversation where Trey's being really cheeky and saying, like, well, I've got any bills to pay. (laughs) You kind of realise that actually Furious is is trying his best to kind of raise his son and instill good good values in him. Absolutely. And then he's in this situation where he's kind of being pushed by this cop. And he deals with it in a really eloquent yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh my God, this guy has layers, this character. And actually, the really great thing is that you find all that stuff out. Like, you don't see huge amounts of interaction with Reaver or Furious. No, you but don't. But actually, what you do see allows you to kind of backfill in the picture. Yeah. Which I thought was really fucking genius. Well,
1: it, teach, it gives you... It gives the audience. It, it gives you
0: enough information yeah. to draw your own conclusions, which is really good direction. Yeah. I feel and yeah. good writing. Yeah, which was inc- incredible. Know. I've really but, gone off on a tangent here. That's
1: right. That's good. It's good content.
0: The way the characters develop is really interesting because you can see that Trey's got this strong, or his parents have these strong ideals for him. They may not be together anymore, but they both want the same for him. They know
1: what kind of son they want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And they know the kind of challenges that. He'll face, I think, as well. Yeah, and yet you look at Doughboy, whose mum seems to care more about Ricky, yeah,
1: because he's the hope. Ricky's yeah. the hope. Ricky could have, yeah. a, a college education and become an NFL yeah. player, yeah. So he's the hope for that family, yeah. So that's why he gets She's all the all attention time and effort into him, yeah.
0: But it, but then, and it's then like, that's
1: going to upset Doughboy.
0: But then, has Doughboy just gone on that it's like a nature nurture thing isn't it because it is yeah like with a bit of patience and investment would doughboy doughboy story have turned out differently exactly you don't know or would he just have carried on on the same path anyway because that's just how it was going to play out
1: but that's really interesting because obviously a really big thing is having a big thing in in this film and in people's lives that live on the poverty line wherever you are yeah. is having a strong male role model for young men. Yeah. In, like, in that sense, it was way ahead of its time for film making, I feel. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, funnily enough, when I was doing my research, I saw an article that said, why is Furious Stars so the greatest dad ever? <laughs> well, and I was like, yeah, so, yeah, I want yeah, him to yeah, be yeah, my dad. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, I'm really yeah, sorry, you know, Dad, if you're listening. It touches on
1: some really, really difficult subjects. Mm, for sure this film it's not yeah. you know it's not nothing about this is about glorification of gang
0: violence no it's not an actual fact but the from the title really,
1: you know you could be misled
0: i think what's really interesting actually as the story develops is that you you really get a sense of how close the characters are yeah to living like any one of those characters could have doughboy's life yep and kind of be in the situation that doughboy is in you know you've got trey who's a really dedicated student he goes to work he earns his own money he he pays his way and and knows responsibility and when they go to the street racing gathering and that submachine gun goes goes off it doesn't really matter then like the education the morals the values if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time none of that because there's no consequence
1: of life consequence of life no
0: consequence of action
1: yes no what I'm trying to say is there's for some reason
0: it doesn't just dis- they don't discriminate do they
1: no no they well, don't the
0: gang gang mentality doesn't seem to discriminate no, against are you actually going to go somewhere in life yeah well we see that with Ricky yeah exactly. spoiler yeah spoiler when yeah. he gets shot yeah so I just think it it, it kind of inevitably gathers pace to, to get to where we we know it's going to go and then yeah just the ending is just, the ending is really sad
1: yeah, it is quite sad. It's and, just
0: really sad, and it just kind of just shows the futility of all of it. And actually, when is it going to stop? Because it was tip. It's effective... I'm well, not tip for tat. I don't want to trivialise it. Eye for an I eye. I think it's, it is eye for an eye. Yeah.
1: It's, it's eye for an eye in that world. Mm. Um, there's a code yeah. that we might not understand, or, or yeah. but there is a code. There's a code of honour. You look after your own.
0: But actually, if the only family you know is a gang, yeah. and actually those people look after you, yeah. where your biological family perhaps haven't or they've put you in yeah. harm's way it's i can understand
1: yeah exactly that's the i can that's... understand
0: it's attract it's attractiveness
1: yeah because you have a unit
0: yeah yeah effectively and i think ultimately as humans all we want is to kind of be accepted right, and if yeah, you don't sure. if you don't find that in your own family unit, you're gonna find it elsewhere you find it yeah wherever you can for sure yeah absolutely yeah. cool Why? So heavy one this yeah, is.
1: Yeah, it is quite heavy, but it's okay. Did you have a favorite character?
0: Oh my god, it's got to be Furious Styles. Okay, cool. I just thought he was fantastic. I, I like, I've sat there and I've been thinking about it for a few days, and I haven't seen huge. I think the only other Lawrence Fishburne film I've seen, The Matrix. Right. Okay. The Ma- matrix, matrices. The Matrixes. What is what is the plural of matrix? And he's great. He's great. The in matrix matrices matrice Matrize. matrice matrices, matrices. oh i don't know anyway okay. uh he's great in that but this this character i just thought was really really well-rounded and actually to be fair uh, both the parents for me
1: right they're stellar yeah stellar yeah. actors aren't
0: they? you can tell he's a really intelligent guy um he wants the best for his son he's trying to be a really good dad and you can see that in the conversations that he has with him how he talks about as you say like a uh, black man has no business being in a white man's army and he really like that bit where they go to Compton uh he takes Ricky and Trey to Compton and he's talking on the street corner and it's just like you see the guys on the corner of the house and you think like hello what's going to happen here? Is this is going to be trouble and actually what happens is he just draws this crowd of all ages around him and he's talking about yeah. like decommodify or not decommodify devaluing like black neighborhoods and why gentrification and, yeah Why there's a liquor store and a firearms store on every corner. And you really get the impression that he understands on a really deep level human nature nature and how the black community are treated by government Mm -hmm. and by, yeah, just. Yeah, no, definitely. By life.
1: I think it's hard, I do think it's hard to pick a favourite character. Because they're all quite different and layered in different ways. But I think at its core, Furious is probably the most likeable character. Because he's the most together from start to finish. Yeah. He's He's not the one on a journey. The others are.
0: Yeah, and I wonder whether... See, this is the thing as well. Is that I wonder if I was a guy and I was like 18, 19 and I watched that film... I would definitely identify more with the younger like, the younger characters. Mm. But actually, if I'd watched that when I was a teenager, I don't know how much I would have had in common with them, yeah. apart from the obvious. Like, I wasn't trying to have sex with anybody. I wasn't trying to go out getting drunk, you know, drinking and, yeah, and yeah. all the rest of it. So I probably would have watched it and I would have kind of thought, well, that's great, but it's not my existence. I'm not out trying to shag my Catholic girlfriend and <laughs> yeah. these sorts of things. So I don't know whether I'm looking at it from like an older person's view and kind of thinking, man, if I met Furious Stars in the in the pub, I'd just be like, tell me some stories. <laughs> tell me, tell me some stuff. <laughs> tell me what I should be doing with my life. Um, <laughs> but you get the impression that he's just a really wise, really intelligent guy and he is doing the best he can with what he's got.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's a solid... Solid stand-up, deed. Did you have a least favourite character?
0: Uh, did I have least favourite character? I don't know. I didn't write. I didn't write one down.
1: I'll take that as a no, then.
0: No, actually. To be fair.
1: No worst character. No. That's fine. That's Brandy. Fine. Okay.
0: I found her a little bit annoying. Okay. Which which is weird. We'll come back to that. But yeah. I d- well, yeah. I've just... got
1: I've got like something clicked that I didn't realise until like just the other, like I was just like oh yeah. So we'll talk about. Well, no. But basically, she she is uh, she plays Lisa in Fresh you Prince. You asshole!
0: You fucking for... asshole! You've just totally nipped my bloody facts.
1: Oh shit! Sorry. You need to go deep for the facts, though. That's. Okay. Oh, it's
0: okay. I can have no. Look, you got vibe. another one. Yeah. Okay. Got cool. one. Yeah. Yeah, but not only did she play Lisa. Is this
1: not the this isn't the fact though. Cause that comes in later, obviously. Yeah. Don't ruin it.
0: No, I'm not. Right. But she played Lisa Wilkes from nineteen ninety four to ninety five. Yeah. And she was actually in it again in nineteen ninety one as Claudia Prescott in She Ain't, in the episode She Ain't Heavy. And she actually won. Um she got a NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for the character of Lisa Wilkes. Oh, awesome. That's pretty cool.
1: Okay, cool. Did you have a favourite scene?
0: Yes. I've written reams on this in like a really tiny space. So, okay. It was the scene with Reva and Furious in the cafe or the restaurant where um, Furious turns up to have a chat. They, They kind of meet up to have a chat about Trey And Furious is kind of saying, like, you've got to let go of playing the mum. And Reva just fucking takes him down with her reply. And I just thought that was incredible for so many reasons. First of all, he walks in and he says, it's definitely you, this place. And she's kind of like, what do you mean? Now, I assumed that to mean that when you look at the patrons in that cafe scene, most of them are white. In actual fact, I think pretty much all of them in that scene are white, apart from Reva and what's his name? I've been saying it furious before. furious so i want that made me wonder when you hear her talking about her degree and studying at the beginning of the film whether he felt particularly knowing his understanding of like black communities and how kind of like government and things kind of work whether he felt that she might have been selling out by trying to better herself and i wondered whether that comment of this is very you is kind of like well this is the sort of life that you're aspiring to by yeah. studying and all the rest yeah, yeah. of it. And then that made me think, I wonder if that was the reason for them splitting up.
1: Quite possibly she wanted more. Yeah. Not but that not, he didn't.
0: Not that he didn't, but she perhaps, she was just moving in circles that he, he not that he didn't well, agree it, with or it, he wasn't comfortable with, but just were different to... To how you wanted
1: to live, maybe. So, so yeah. that Brit, so actually, that leads quite nicely onto my favourite scene. I
0: haven't finished yet. Oh,
1: okay. Sorry, can I just chip in, though? Because it feeds into that. Oh, okay. So, my favourite scene is the bit where they... When, so, when they go to the other bit of Compton, when he's talking about identification, he goes with Trey and... Who does he take? Mike? Ricky. Ricky. Who's Mike? I don't know. <laughs> so, my favourite bit is when he goes to house with Ricky and Trey, and they're talking about gentrification
0: mm-hmm. keeping
1: the dollar local Black. local yep. community and that the drugs are powered by white men break yep. flying it in all this stuff feeds yeah, into it so, right. so you saying that she wants to move in certain circles maybe white led. he okay. wants to keep the dollar back so maybe that's why they break up because actually their viewpoints on what the economy could do for each of them, livelihoods, yeah. you know, aspiration, very different endpoints for them. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to chip in because actually yeah, that, 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 that is the opposite <laughs> of the point that he wants to keep the dollar in the local community.
0: We are writing a whole storyline. Well, so, but, right, but maybe that is what it is. But again, maybe. this is
1: what makes cinema so fucking art oh, so good if yeah. you can break it down yeah. and you take different things from the content
0: um, to be fair if they made a Revert and Furious the early years you'd watch movie, it I'd watch yeah, it yeah. I could watch them too I honestly I could watch them too all day I just thought they were fantastic Yeah. so anyway he basically says when they're sat in the cafe he basically says um, like you've got to let go you've got to stop playing the mum and he's then they it kind of gets a little bit tense and he's like I'm just going to go get some cigarettes and she's like no sit your ass down yeah listen to what i've got to say so she basically said and i've kind of paraphrased this so you took in um my son our son and you taught him how to be a man which is in itself is is quite a noble thing because most men aren't man enough to do what he did. Mm-hmm. He's got no reason to say that she can't be a mother to her son. What you've done is no different. I'm changing tenses here, but what you've done is no different to what mothers have been doing since the dawn of time. It's just too bad that more men won't do the same. Doesn't make you special. You're cute, but you're not <laughs> special. And I just thought what was what was so good about that was that she was really he kinda of went in as Barry Big Spuds, kind of being a bit like, Yeah you've got to stop or Barry Mum. And she's kind of like, no, I'm not taking this. I am still his mum. I appreciate that you've done what you're doing. Yeah. Or I appreciate that you've done what you've done, but actually it doesn't make you special. It just means that you've kind of done everything that a mum has done. And then he just kind of like, his reaction is that he's kind of like, yeah, do you know what? You're right. He doesn't say anything, but the way that he re- responds is just like, he's not intimidated by her. He's not freaked out that she's given him this big sort of power speech. Um, he just sort of takes it in his stride and I I just I think for two characters to be sat in a really public space and to be disagreeing about something and to be quite fervent fervent quite strongly convicted of Mm -hmm. each views and for them not to be screaming and shouting at each other and causing a scene which which she does say that she'll do when he kind of he lets us be... I just thought that was really great. Cool.
1: Yeah. No. Fair enough.
0: I just thought it was a really fantastic scene, and I wish more men would like *Furious 7*. That's
1: cool. Like, I'm gonna uh, belittle, not belittle, but I'm gonna make light of a uh, part of that scene because what made me really giggle was he orders a cafe au lait. Now, which mm. is awesome, but we don't, we don't like. I remember when I was working in restaurants where cafe au lait were a thing. Now they're just lattes. Same drink but it's just you how know, we just say latte we've lost the cafe au lait
0: that, that actually I've completely forgotten the best bit of the scene she stopped speaking and then she's like drink your cafe au lait I'm buying you coffee so she's like even like I'm buying the motherfucking coffee there you go, and he's just like do you know what right, I'm good fair. with this he's just not intimidated by her power and she kind of counters his dominance yeah. in a really eloquent way yeah, and definitely. I just thought it was amazing Somebody please make the Reaver, (laughs) the Reaver Furious Styles movie because I will watch it.
1: Did you have a worse scene?
0: There were quite a few, just kind of like anything where people died. Um, The one that I found really sad was the lady that was trying to score some drugs and her kid was walking through the road. Yeah. And Trey picked her up, took her to the house and just said, keep your baby out of the street. Yeah.
1: So is that the worst scene because it was difficult to watch?
0: I think all of it I think actually when you know that people are are dying and there's really no need for them right okay to be dying I think that's really difficult and I I think it's difficult to know that um, people are living in dire circumstances that perhaps are no fault of their own it's because a system is failing them yeah people are failing them and I think that's really hard to watch as well and it kind of chips in with what we're talking about with like what's happening in the world at the moment mm. with coronavirus yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff, knowing that so many people oh, are struggling. Right,
1: yeah. So oh God, you what, you what have I done up the, now? You brought up the virus. So just, just. just
0: <laughs> Sorry, was that <laughs> not allowed?
1: No, it was. But I've got some. I've got some funny little things. You're welcome, getting, Cuba, welcome
0: <laughs> to Movie Grouch and Virus Boy. There <laughs> <Cuba, laughs> are some virus facts.
1: Well, right, no, not virus Cuba facts. Cuban
0: genius Cuba, had COVID.
1: Cuba, let me let me do this. Jr. Cuba... In, Cuba, Cuba. 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 Right, so Lawrence, so Cuba Gooding Jr.
0: <laughs> Were you struggling to say Cuba Gooding Jr. You're going to go to Lawrence yep. Fishburne. <laughs> so, so fucking,
1: I was. <laughs> right, Cuba Gooding Jr. and Lawrence Fishburne have both been in a virus outbreak movie. Whoa, really? Yeah. So Cuba Gooding Jr. was in Outbreak. Okay. which was out in the 90s, and I think that it was with Dustin Hoffman. Is
0: that the one with the monkey? Yeah,
1: and um, uh, and Lawrence Fisherman was in Contagion. Which I haven't is... seen either of them. No, that's not a surprise. But I just thought, oh, if that comes up, I've got a little link that they're <laughs> based in a virus outbreak How movie. Weird. weird. Yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> you wanted to make me watch one of those when...
1: Contagion. It is terrifyingly, like, think... eerily weird, that film. Ass, it's quite bright. It's quite dark, but yes, um, yeah. That there was should be it.
0: a support group for people whose partners have just gone. Oh, you haven't seen this film? Let's let's watch it. And I'm like, no. It it's, probably is when it life. exists. I'm already terrified that I'm going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be like the Hunger Games somehow.
1: Yeah, we'll be all right. all right. we've got
0: a. <laughs> but we will. We don't have any kids, we've so got a baseball bat.
1: <laughs> be alright. So what next? Uh, score and soundtrack. So it's predominantly some hip-hop and g-funk throughout the film Uh, that consists of two live crew, two short, run DMC and the How to Survive in Compton, no How to Survive in South Central is the closing scene song by Ice Cube. Um, I like the soundtrack, it's awesome, it's right up my street because I love hip-hop so I was happy to hear some hip-hop in this film.
0: Yeah. I could tell you were enjoying it because you, your head was nodding as you were going yeah. along. And yeah. then I, at the end, had read something about... Um, obviously, I don't know an awful lot about hip-hop. I'm not a massive hip-hop <coughs> head. Self. Self. I, I'm a self... I, I'm quite happy to admit that I don't know an awful lot about hip-hop. I know that Ice Cube was in NWA, though. Yes, you did. Uh, and I also know that Easy e was in NWA. Yeah. Uh, and at the end... Well, when I read, when I was reading the storyline, I thought I read that Easy e did the, like, the closing credit song, rap? What do you call no. it? Is it a song? Yeah, Jean? yeah, a song. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I turned to you really confidently at the end of the film and went, did you know this is Easy e And you turned to me and just went, no, it's not, it's Ice Cube. And I was sat there yeah. like a twat. Easy e
1: did a song called Boys in the Hood.
0: Right, okay. That's where I got confused. Yeah. Yeah. It just looked like it, I just sat there and was like, why did I think I could teach you something about hip-hop? It's
1: fine. it's okay, honestly it's fine. <laughs> director's other work. So John Singleton. now I don't know a huge amount about him.
0: Did you know that he made this film? I think I read this. This probably won't be hugely correct because I'm okay. recalling it from memory, but I think this was this film was made or like the plans of it were submitted as part of a film school admission oh really yeah i didn't know that i know this is his first I think he film. made it when he graduated i think this was his or he sold the rights when he graduated okay. or something. but yeah
1: but yeah this was his first film directed and written hmm. by it was cuba gooding's first film okay and it was he was oscar nominated didn't win for uh, the direction and writing he died last year suddenly from a stroke the age, i think he's 51 so he's quite young yeah but he bit of a voice in the black community like yeah. he's yeah he's, he's always sort of had a lot to say you so can tell that some from... of the some of the other films he's made he did a 30 for 30 documentary which is an espn thing but i can't remember who it was on oh, is that, um, that
0: sports thing yeah
1: generally that, yeah that's
0: not like the the chicago bulls thing we watched
1: Last dance? No, no, no. Um, that's
0: uh, Bruce Lee. They did one on Bruce Lee, yes, didn't they? Yes, they did. Right, okay. I do listen um, when you talk sometimes. That's
1: fine. But he's done some. Cool, he has done some cool stuff. Like, so he did a film called *Raisewood*, which I have seen, but I have trouble remembering it. But it was about. Uh, it was set in the early nineteen twenties, I want to say, and it was about a lynch mob. So it's Ooh. quite dark material. like he he did a story about.
0: That rings a bell with me for some reason. Um,
1: he did. Did the f- the remake of Shaft in 2000.
0: Oh, with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah,
1: he did another film called Four Brothers with Mark Wahlberg. I think Tyrese, when they're like, they go to, they're an adopted family oh, okay. from Thing and like, I think someone kills their mum and stuff and they come together and get revenge. Oh, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not great. They're an adopted family um, from Thing yeah, he did uh higher learning. He also has maybe made the worst film in no, probably the second worst film in the Fast and Furious franchise. He did two Fast Two Furious as well. Oh, so really? quite a diverse Yeah. Quite
0: um, a mixed bag career. Of looks, yeah.
1: Though. Um but an awesome dude by all accounts. Like enough. so if you go online and look at the stuff when he died, mm. it was all love, obviously. Yeah. You know, um yeah, so basically a pretty cool dude.
0: Watched The Help. So I watched The Help, which was emma stone octavia spencer it's basically an aspiring a white aspiring author decided to write a book on african-american maids and the struggles they face on a daily basis yeah watched the film kind of thought like oh this is quite a good story this is really good and then i bought a book by uh roxane gay who's uh, an essayist and she put together this book called bad feminist essays which were all kind of essays about various aspects of feminism And she writes an essay about the help. And the thing that I remember taking away from that movie is that it's made from a white perspective. So whereas i had been sat kind of thinking like, oh, I think this this feels like really good representation. She kind of broke it down and said, you know, well, actually, it's it's kind of like a white Hollywood version of what the black narrative was at that time. And that's something that has stuck with me ever since and I did actually google the director before I watched the movie because I wanted to know whether it was coming from a black perspective. Well, he was born in LA. Perspective.
1: Yeah yeah he was and born in LA.
0: Yeah it's just something I'm really mindful of and actually I think it's we're fed so much white centric media and when you start to notice how whitewashed everything is like characters and um like I remember reading something about comedy panel shows in the uk and that there's kind of female comics who are kind of like yeah i'm the token female comic but actually when you look at a lot of the panel shows things like mock the week and various other bits and pieces it's a lot of white middle-aged men Mm. so actually when you start noticing these things it's really hard to not notice it i think those characters are so well-rounded because they are made by somebody who knows the community
1: yeah for sure
0: and i wonder how Furious Styles would be, would have been portrayed, and how the story would have been portrayed if it had been made by a white director. Yeah, of
1: course. But and this I... is this is the problem. They're not the problem, this is the positive that have come out the last few years. We are getting different voices making cinema. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't, I don't know at what rate that's, that's happening. I don't know how fast it's happening. I was listening to something with Lenny Henry this week. Again, Louis Theroux, I've had a bit of a Louis Theroux. It's amazing. If you haven't listened to Grounded and you like Louis Theroux, it's on uh, the BBC Sounds app, but it's really, really good. He's done some amazing um, interviews with, there's one with Miriam Margulies, who's just hilariously good value. Lenny Henry, Michaela Cole, that was a really, really great interview. And Rose McGowan as well. And Lenny Henry was kind of saying the same sort of thing that like in so many years time, Will there be a generation of people that said that are saying, like, why did it take you so long to make these changes? Yeah. So yeah, that that was a really great interview, really, really interesting to hear as Sort of take on comedy, getting into comedy in the Midlands, and um, but it's, it's yeah, it's really interesting to hear his perspective on growing up as a, a black man in Midland in the Midlands, yeah. kind of in the yeah yeah I guess fifties and sixties. I mean,
1: I guess from my point of view, I I mean I've I, this is, I don't know if this is sound like a dick or not, but because I've always from I mean I remember first seeing hip hop in '93. I remember sitting down here listening to Cypress Hill CD and just thinking, "Whoa, this is the greatest thing ever." And then that fed on and fed on as I got older. Mm. So I've, in my life, I think I've always had other voices yeah. influence me. Yeah. So I might not notice as much because I actively have seeked out, you know, different stories from different yeah. different parts.
0: What's our next question?
1: Uh, fact, please. I've already ruined well, one. Well, you've
0: ruined my fact.
1: Did you fall asleep?
0: No, I didn't.
1: You didn't put it on fairly early, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So it wasn't really in danger zone.
0: I was so relieved because I think we put it on at about 20 to 7.
1: Yeah. So yeah Sorry, I'm
0: like really out of breath. I have just run right. upstairs. We did all right. Yeah, we did.
1: Are your prejudgments correct? Yes and no. Okay.
0: So yes, it was about, or well, there were elements of what I thought it would be about, included in the film. But I wasn't expecting to fall in love with Reva and Furious quite as much as i do i just think like why can't those kids work it out <laughs> well no that's that's very patronizing there's obviously reasons why they can't work it out and that's their reasons um but i just thought uh, it was a really well told story with really well developed and really well-rounded characters
1: awesome okay final thoughts can i go first
0: yeah you go first
1: because i don't really have final thoughts but i wanted to bring this up so throughout the film they are various cast members wearing Georgetown Hoyers apparel, which is a Good university word. in in uh, Washington. Uh, the Georgetown Hoyers are the basketball team of that university. So <laughs> the scheme <skateboard sort laughs> like, of I can um, literally
0: see the words coming out coming into your I head. But I don't then.
1: know why it's in the film so much.
0: Oh, okay, but you had who's come from?
1: So the four big-time NBA players have come from uh, Georgetown. Um, Patrick Ewing who's their current coach. Oh, okay. As well. Um, Alan Iverson. Hey. Dikembe Mutombo. Hey. And one of my favourite centres of all time, Alonzo Mourning. Used to play for Miami Heat. Legend. Anyone into basketball and is tall, go and watch his YouTube highlights. His footwork, his movement is unbelievable for a big man. Before they all started in the modern era of shooting three-pointers, he was fucking incredible. Um, But I don't understand the link. And I've tried to research as to why it might be in the film, but I can't find anything.
0: You're listening to Movie Grouch and Basketball (laughs) basketball (laughs) Boy podcast. Yeah,
1: so I found that quite interesting. I couldn't find a link as to why a Washington team would be so prominent in a film based in L.A.
0: And Alan Iverson played for the Sixers, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Well, that's my team. You. That's my team. Well
1: done, you. Over to you. Final thoughts. Oh,
0: final thoughts. I, d- I, yeah, I just, I just really enjoyed it.
1: Well, that's good, mm. isn't it? That's not a bad thing.
0: No, it's not. One thing I would like to say as well is that you, me, yeah. I thought it was really clever. So the scene where Brandy and Trey have sex, thought it was really clever how they used the helicopter because obviously the helicopters flying over that that neighborhood or flying over that part of the city and it's really interesting to see how everybody kind of reacts to it mm. because they all sort of they're, they're just kind of like glancing up to the sky and it's almost it's a really natural reaction right okay and that for me was kind of like like we know when a helicopter flies around here yeah something's kicked off yeah and just that you didn't have to see the helicopter it wasn't even really that loud but just it kind of almost said that like the characters kind of have one eye on something else happening and you kind of get the fact that because it's it's like um a soundtrack to you've got the helicopter flying over when Ricky's having the the scout meeting with the guy from the university that he wants to go to The only point where people aren't really paying attention to it is when Brandy and Trey are having sex and you can see the helicopter light sweep over the room Mm. but I just thought that's a really nice moment of actually there are two people that are really into the moment with each other yeah, and they're not paying attention to what's happening around them.
1: Awesome. Okay. 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 So, finally. Yeah. Score out of 10.
0: Score out of 10. I'm going to give it an 8.
1: Okay, cool. Cool. You liked it?
0: I did like it, yeah.
1: Good. Okay, brilliant.
0: I can't really articulate why I liked it.
1: It's just a good film, isn't it? It's just well made. But it made me feel lots of things,
0: and it it really made me think. And it's this year with... What's been happening in the news with, like, Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. I think it's good to have these moments where you think about these things and you think about your role in stuff and you think about how you engage with stories. It made me stop and think, which I think is good.
1: Awesome. Um, yeah, it's an 8 for me out of 10. I think this is, yeah, yeah, it's a high
0: 8. Ice Cube's son was in Straight Out Compton, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he played Ice he played Cube. played Ice yeah.
1: Cube. O'Shea Jackson, O'Shea,
0: yeah. <laughs> Genius castings. They look They're so alike. similar. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's so weird because I was just like looking at young Ice Cube and this and just thinking, God, he looks like his son. But really, it's the other way around. It's,
0: yeah, it's so weird, isn't it? insanely similar. I think if you put them side by side at the same age, you would have yeah. trouble telling. Like yeah. it would be spot the yeah, Ice Cube, definitely. and you'd be like, yeah. I don't
1: Absolutely. know which one's which. Cool. Okay. Brilliant. I think I'm I'm happy with that. I'm okay. out of questions.
0: Awesome. What's what are we watching next then?
1: Well, I feel I feel we need to lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. Just to mix it up. Because there's a few comedies on here. And there's a few sort of films that are a bit silly. I say on here. The list is ever growing and ever-changing. But I think we're going to go with Trading Places.
0: Oh, that is Dan Aykroyd.
1: Yep. And Eddie Murphy. Eddie
0: Murphy. Not Richard Pryor. Not Richard Pryor. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to do a comedy, which is really interesting because comedies quite often get overlooked in terms of being good films Yeah. because they just think, oh, a comedy is n- not taken seriously. But actually, when you look at the art of film and making a group of people in the cinema yeah. or an audience who laugh, is actually really fucking difficult. Yeah, you see, we um, always
0: say that, don't you? You say it's like horror. It's like horror.
1: Scaring people's in. heart. It taps into something that you have to be open to.
0: I think it's you quite know? easy to make people cry, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. You music, certain scene, like yeah, yeah it's easy. Whereas yeah. you music, comedy, and horror rely on different elements that. I think take yeah, horror work. is
0: quite a primal. Yeah, so the yeah, we're gonna go yeah. through. Yeah,
1: it was yeah, I was definitely gonna do a comedy that next week and It was that or airplane. And I thought we will go with... Oh, I think post. I've seen Airplane. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, tell me you hadn't.
0: That's the one where...
1: Leslie Nielsen.
0: The blow-up doll in the cockpit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's where like, the famous line of, surely not now. And he goes, don't call me Shirley.
0: Yeah, isn't that funny? Oh, my
1: God. Okay, fine. We'll remove Airplane from the list.
0: What are you going to put on instead?
1: I don't know. I need to think... Have you seen... This name always escapes me.
0: You asked about Gladiator the other day.
1: Yeah, it's not comedy though, is it?
0: Oh, is it after? I didn't realise that had to be a comedy.
1: No, I want next week to be a comedy.
0: Lick. Shh. Lick my. Love pump. What?
1: Right, have you seen this? A Spinal Tap? Yes. Oh, fuck. I swear you said you hadn't seen that. Oh,
0: no, I saw it. I got it on Love Film.
1: Oh, okay. Love um, film? Either way. Yeah,
0: not love, actually. Well, we're watching Trading Places. We're watching
1: Trading Places. Jamie Lee
0: Curtis is in that, isn't she? Yeah. She plays prostitute? Yes. Yes. That's it for me. And that's it for me. And we'll find out on our next episode how easy it is to record a podcast with With a a puppy. (laughs) This is going to be pretty uh, interesting. It'll be fun, yeah. I think we might have to introduce Ozzy's section so Aussie can give Mm, us mm,
1: some. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever noise puppies make. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for uh, taking part in this week's edition
0: that's okay thank you very much for having me that sounds dirty but you know what i mean <laughs> if you like what you hear please rate review and share us about we really could do some more ratings and reviews on itunes um or apple i apple podcast wherever you listen to it if you're doing it via apple products please drop us a rating and a review and share us about if you think somebody might enjoy us. If you have a hilarious or embarrassing movie-related story, tell us. MovieGrouchFanboyPod at Outlook.com is our email address. Drop us a line and let us know where you have embarrassed yourself and if it was movie-related. You know what I mean. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at moviegrouch and fanboypods. And we're on Facebook as well. We're Movie Grouch and Fanboy, but that is with an ampersand. So it's Movie Grouch, ampersand, Fanboy. And that is it. We'll be back in two weeks time with the Trading Places episode. But I have been a Movie Grouch. I've
1: awesome been fanning.
0: Okay. And I think that's an excellent time to stop. Uh, stay safe, stay positive, be lucky.
1: Take care.
0: Yeah. And, and uh, uh, we'll
1: see you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: i just got Epsom socks in. Amazing. okay they? Yeah. On your I knees. really need a wing. Oh, okay. Because...